if you are thankful, if you are grateful, then that becomes the defining characteristic of your life. And then joy and happiness are the defining characteristic of your life. And Leilani, much more than me, lives her life in that way. Not in perfection, but in gratefulness and in deference to the fact that we, we believe that we have a, a loving God who makes all this work for us. This is a podcast called Star of the Doubts. I'm Jared Easley. It's the first time anyone listening has heard that. And today our guest is someone who's returning. But if you're new, you don't know that. So (laughs) Brian Orr, thank you for gracing me with your presence and coming back on the show. Well, thanks for allowing me to be here, Jared. It's always a privilege. Brian, a lot has happened since the last time we sat down and did this. One of them being, I've ordered a lot of iced tea. In between that time. <laughs> that is true. That, the, the iced tea incidents were not on the Star of the Doubts podcast, though. They weren't. Those they weren't. Were on but, the, um, uh, I, I do feel like I got a little bit uh, harshly judged for that, but, <laughs> but all in good, good humor, yeah, right? Yeah. <laughs> you, were, you were loved. You were loved on, as was, we say in the uh, South. You know? yeah, I, bless I, your I, heart. It was, it was a bless my heart. <laughs> bless your heart. A bless my heart mention or, or heart. Uh, yeah. betrayal or whatever you want to call <laughs> whatever, it. <laughs> whatever. Whatever. Whatever fits. If the yeah. shoe fits, wear it. I will wear it. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So, speaking of Cinderella, (laughs) you recently got to introduce a country music, somewhat famous singer recently. And uh, so, if you're willing, I'd like to hear that story. Okay. So, uh, it was Sarah Evans. So, we'll just, we'll just, we'll just go right out and say that. So, something that I'm going to go, I'm going to go back a few steps here uh, because it's necessary in order to tell the story. Beginning of 2018, we decided at my business, my business is an air conditioning business. I'm yes. also a podcaster, but I Kalos. own it. Kalos is an air conditioning business. Yep. And we've grown quite a bit. We've grown in size, not necessarily in profitability. We, things are good and the bills are paid, but we've never, you know, nobody's gotten rich off of Kalos. Now, when I was talking with my service manager and I said, you know, a lot of this has to do with motivation. What, what motivates people? What gets them excited to come to work every day? And that's what really matters. You know, it's, we're not here to... We're not here to get rich. It's not why I started a business. We started it because we care about people and we like what we do and that's it. And so we decided to take a bold move and donate 10% of everything that we make on our residential service department to local causes in, here in Central Florida, which is a significant amount of money. Um, yeah, it is. Because even while we don't make a lot in profit, we do move a lot, a decent amount in gross revenue. Yeah. So, so it's 10% of gross revenue. 10% of gross revenue. Every, every dollar we bring in, if a customer so that, pays 100 bucks, some, it's 10 bucks. Some know? would call that an act of faith. It absolutely was an act of faith because <laughs> it didn't come from anywhere. It wasn't like we were making 10% profit. But we went to our team, we went to our service techs and said, what do you think? You know, would you rather do what a lot of companies do and make a commission? Or would you rather take 10% of what you produce and give it to local causes? And they said unanimously that they would rather give it away. It says a lot about the culture. It does. It says a lot about the people who work with us. It's not certainly right. no, no testament to me, every testament to them. And so we came up with a program where every month our staff not only nominates a local cause, a local charity, but then they also vote on it. So everybody nominates, you know, we have a list of nominated causes and then everybody votes. It's just simple, you know, Google poll sort of thing. And they decide which one they want every month. And then every month we, with no real fanfare, we just sort of tell the Cause, hey, you're the you're the cause of the month. Two months ago, which was July, which happens to be our busiest month, it was a local cause that helps kids who have disabilities, whether it's learning disabilities, physical disabilities, whatever, helps them through sports and activities. And it's a really, really good local program. 
So it ended up being a good chunk of change. That's the story. We gave them the money, wrote them the check, and they said, hey, you know, we've got this uh, gala coming up. We would love to have you introduce Sarah Evans. She's going to be uh, singing, and we're going to have a lot, of, a lot of good stuff going on. And would you be willing to do that introduction and talk a little bit about um, what's going on in the community? And so I was uh, excited and, and pleased to do that with no expectation that that would, that that would happen. There was no strings attached sort of thing. Just a key policy to what we do. It's not about... We do it because we, we, we love to, and it's a privilege to do so, not because we get to introduce Sarah Evans. So don't get the wrong idea, Jared. Yeah, yeah. There, right. was, there was never anything <laughs> along the lines that, hey, if we do this, right. I'm going to be in a prestigious place right, right, of uh, right, right. introducing get to, a, get to meet Sarah Evans myself. A yeah. famous country singer from 2003. <laughs> whatever, whatever it was. <laughs> Sarah, if you listen to this, Jared no, no, loves no. it. Jared no, loves let you. the record reflect that I like Sarah <laughs> Evans. <laughs> all right, all right. So, You're getting a little I, bit stronger. I feel like that is yeah. true. I, 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 You're born to fly, Jared. You're born to fly. That's, that is a good song. <laughs> that is. People it's can say song. what they want. Yeah, but, it yeah. is, yeah. Doesn't she also sing the uh, Edwin McCain song? Yep. Uh, oh, no, uh, it's... I, I could not ask for more. I could not ask so, for yes. more, which is a great song. That's a great song. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, it's, I mean, I'm not completely clueless. I, when I saw on Instagram that you were introducing her, I thought, well, how fitting. <laughs> of course, Brian Orr is introducing right, Sarah Right, of course, Evans. absolutely, yeah. That's how he rolls. All right, how, what else? What else would I possibly be doing, right? Yeah, yeah absolutely. So there, there's several other things we want to chat about. One of them is definitely a turn. So we're going to uh, veer off here. Okay. And that's Haiti. Well, a lot of people are not going to know that, that Haiti has got a special place in your heart. It does. And yep. so let's just talk about why Haiti, how Haiti, what interests you about what's going on over there. Okay, well, um, first off, we have to state that you and I are actually going to be in Haiti this November at the exact same time. And I'm hoping strange. that will allow some kind of... Uh, meet up there, but I don't know how that's going to work out. It's tough. I mean, Haiti is a really, really tough country to travel in. The traffic is absolutely insane. I've never been to Haiti. This is your first time. time. Okay. So it's the travel in Haiti is is crazy. So so meetups can be challenging. And we're working in a a small city called, uh, or small area called um, Sud. Uh, Lakai is the city. And then we're working in an even smaller community um, called Marbeck. And this is a coastal area, a very rural area. But which was not in my initial intention when I when I thought about Haiti. I've thought about Haiti for many years, and the reason being is that when I think about serving internationally, I want to serve in places where there's a legitimate need, and and not in a way that is um not to not for anybody to get the wrong idea, but I don't want it to be impoverished tourism. I don't want to go there and come back and say, well, I, I thought I was going to serve there, but actually it, it impacted me more. That's what people always say when they come back. That's common, and that's and that's is not that a, wrong? It's not wrong. It's okay. not wrong. But if I'm going to do something, I want it to actually be a transgenerational impact. And that's not for my ego. It's just that if you're going to invest the time, um, I've always thought that that's what I wanted to do. I didn't want to do something that was more for me and the way I was going to feel about it in my family. I wanted it to be really impactful to generations of the people who are there. Can I stop you just for a second? Go ahead. I've heard you say before when we've, we've touched on this that some of the problems that you've witnessed there aren't necessarily problems that require a lot of money being thrown at it right. or or here's the bible and let me tell you about jesus right they're deeper deeper issues and so if you're willing let, let's hear a little bit about that okay i i know some people that's not going to register for me i i'm not sure i fully get some of that right uh, it seems like okay isn't it good to provide sure. you know resources like money or isn't it good to share the gospel so to speak or right. whatever but 
you're not saying those are bad. But, no, I'm not. And but, I, but there, there's me, a, there's some needs that are beyond that. And let me backpedal because yeah. the first thing that I just said probably sounded very judgmental, and I don't mean it to at and all. And I, I didn't. There's I didn't nothing it wrong with short term missions. There's nothing wrong with going to a place that is uh, that has an impact on you. There's nothing wrong with that at all. It's just that sometimes as Americans, we can get a sense that we are God's gift to humanity in many ways we have to slow down and recognize the humanity of anyone that we interact with and really look at what is the root problem. I mean, that's how you solve anything. At, at, at its core, God's given me a few things. One of them is the ability to see some things in business. So I've, I've been in business long enough that I, can, I, I have some insight into that. Yeah. And in business, you have to solve problems all the time. You're always faced with problems and you've got to find solutions. And when you go to a place Sometimes like Sometimes you have to say, wow, small business. <laughs> That was the name of my first podcast. Okay, Jared, thank you for bringing that up. It's no Easter longer egg. in existence. You cannot find it even if you look for it, all right? <laughs> that, there were some good which episodes. Is, which is a little bit hurtful, but it go is, ahead. It is a little bit, <laughs> it's a little bit hurtful that you bring it up right now. Okay, okay there we'll, you go. We'll, we'll say we're that. even. It's almost as bad as... Almost as bad. What are you drinking there, by the way? That's I mean, a that's Diet like, Coke. Okay, it's not iced tea. It's not tea. an iced right, tea because good. I don't trust you. All right, that's... <laughs> likewise, likewise. All right, so, so in business, you see challenges and you have to address them, but you have to always identify what is the root problem. What is the core issue? And in a place like Haiti that has had generations of people who there's very little industry, there's a lot of aid. I think last, last statistic I saw, something like 60% of all the money that comes into Haiti is foreign aid. And it's not their fault. It's not that it makes them bad people or anything. It's just that when you are given things and it's not something that you have to produce, then, you, and again, when you look at the gross national product of, of Haiti versus the foreign aid, you can see the story right there. Yeah. Think, look at things like simple things like milk. They import milk into Haiti and they have every ability to have dairy cattle in their country and produce their own milk, but, but they don't because there isn't the systems in place. There isn't the infrastructure in place to even store things, something like milk. Yes, they, yet they import it. You know, a country like that should not be importing basic natural resources. That's, that's, a, that's not a good idea. It doesn't work. And so it's, a, it's, a, it's, it's like you're squandering resources. It is. And, yeah. and, and again, they don't, they're not squandering it because they don't have the skills and understanding in order to make good use of those resources. And a lot of it is government corruption. A lot, it's a lot of different factors there. But what I'm excited about doing is starting in the very small, starting in, in families, starting with uh, children, teenagers, and teaching them skills that can lead to the growth of these um, sorts of skills. And so we're partnering with YWAM, Youth with a Mission. Yeah. I mean, they have a, they're building a discipleship facility down in Lakai, Haiti, but they're also going to build a trades discipleship program where they teach people, young people, just basic skills, flat work, electrical skills, basic refrigeration, things that are very useful to start to build an economy and allow them to take care of their own families. I see a huge need for that, and that's what I want to engage with. Is it the gospel? Absolutely. Is it sharing funds where necessary? Yes, but it is not the way that the guy who I work with down there says it, and I think this is a great way of saying it, is that I'm not here to help you drive grandma to the hospital. There's other, there's causes that can do that. That's absolutely fantastic that they do. But grandma, driving grandma to the hospital is a very short-term solution. We need to look for building processes and systems so that you can drive grandma to the hospital. And because that's what a lot of the work gets done right now. It's all in the, it's the next meal. It's the next illness. It's the next, you know, whatever the case may be. It's Clean a band-aid. Water. It's a band-aid. We have to work with people in order to give them truly, and this is trite and it sounds capitalistic, but it is true, the ability to fish for themselves rather than giving them a fish. And that is so many different things. And for me, I've, I've been given a few things that I'm very grateful for, which is basic understanding of 
all things electrical work, a basic understanding of how all things refrigeration work. And so I'm going to go to Haiti and share that along with the gospel, along with hope, along with pointing out to them what a beautiful country they have. Because that's the thing that a lot of people don't understand. I mean, there's a very prominent politician in our country called Haiti, an asshole country. And when you go to Haiti, it is a beautiful country. It is a phenomenal country. The people there are beautiful people. You know, just it's 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 just it's amazing. It's a, it's a, it's a paradise, but it's a paradise covered in garbage. And so all we have to do is start to build over generations some uh, minds, some thinkers, some leaders who can then transform their own country, who can take pride in what they have, not what Americans or Western countries can give them. And to me, that's that's it's a long game. It's not something I'm trying to do in one day. But over the long run, I think it's going to be a beautiful thing. Well, you mentioned the long game. I mean, someone like even myself, I listen to that and I think, well, what can I do? You know what I mean? Right. Like, I could write a check. I could go on a, a short-term trip. But what, what, what can I do? Like, I, maybe I'm not into refrigeration or whatever. Sure. Yeah. So, so that, maybe that's what I'm asking is, uh, what, what, what can people do that actually helps? So people can share who they are and what they are. It's not always a matter of, I would say it's certainly not in the long term, it's certainly not the checkbook. Not that there's anything wrong with the checkbook, and I would encourage everybody to give to anywhere that there's a need. So I'm not saying don't do that. No, and I know you're not. But what I am saying is, is that who you are is something. And you know, you know you have skills, you have things you can do, you have an understanding of some core things. Even the ability to use your voice and to podcast and just anything that you know how to do, those are things that you can share with people. And then the other thing that I think is really important is just to share the relational aspects. Let people know that, that there is somebody who cares, somebody who is interested in the long game and is not going to give up. If you make relationships, this is something I would say to anybody. So you're going to have a chance to go down there. You're going to meet people. You're going to make relationships. Don't let that be the end of it. Those people who you meet, those organizations that you come in contact with, stay engaged with them for the rest of your life. There's no reason not to. We as Americans, we get so bored with the things that we do, and we want to move on to the next thing. But in order to make a change, a real fundamental change, we have to engage deeply in what we, what we choose to engage with. And I think it's really just that simple. There's nothing wrong with a short-term mission trip, but take the, the seed of what is planted there and then continue to grow it. Uh, I want to talk about your pivot. This is definitely changing, changing up here. but. Okay, you know, you and I have been friends for a few years now, and, and we've seen some transition in your aspirations, both business, podcasting, so to speak. And it seems like, you know, in the last year plus, I went from, oh, there's Brian, and I'm chatting with Brian, and then, hey, where'd Brian go? Right. Never in that situation did I feel like, oh, Brian's abandoned me, and right. I'm no longer his friend. Well, you shouldn't feel abandoned. <laughs> okay, I you did. Should feel, you should feel loved, okay? <laughs> no, but... But I want to I want to put that context in because you kind of went through some changes and right. and I think those changes have definitely been the right call. So let's talk about what happened and and where it's at now. Okay. So I'll do a, just a quick summary of what occurred. Sure. I went to Podcast Movement in 2014, and I want to give you and Dan a lot of credit because that was a very transformational thing for me. How so? Because coming into Podcast Movement in 2014, I was very insular. I had a lot of things that were going on in my personal life with relationships, especially in business. My relationship with my wife and children have always been fantastic. That wasn't the issue. But with my father and some other things in business, I started a business with my father, with my brother, a lot of family members. And there was just a lot of things going on where I started, was starting to feel trapped by that. 
and going to podcast movement, meeting you, meeting Bill Nowicki. He was a instrumental piece in this. Meeting Fred Dews, also a, a huge. Well, Fred's incident. awesome. Yeah, yeah. And Bill too. Th- yeah. These are some people who really help open my eyes to the fact that there's a lot out there and that I'm really not trapped. The, the feeling of being trapped was just inside my head. And so after that, I went through sort of this area of you know, this period of searching. I went into business podcasting. I went into narrative podcasting. And those were all both really good experiences for me. And I continue to have a passion for You're both of those trying things. things. Trying different things, seeing what worked. In both of those cases, really good. I learned a lot, but it wasn't something that was sustainable for me. It wasn't something I was going to keep doing. And so people all along had said, you need to, you need to podcast about what you already know, which is air conditioning. Um, I've always been an air conditioning trainer. I've always been a nerd for technology. I love technology. I love thermodynamics and air conditioning and science. And they said, you should do that. And I'm like, there's no audience for that. You know, that's not, you know, I listen to, I listen to Pat Flynn. That's who I need to imitate. You know, I need yeah, to I imitate need to- Jared easily on Star of the Doubts. You know, Which, thank goodness you to, did I need it. To, <laughs> Uh, which I have a story yeah. about that, by the way, too, of how I started listening to Star of the Doubts, which was a very long time ago, by the way. <laughs> I do, I do hope you'll share. Sitting on my share. tractor. Yeah. Uh, all of that. And, and so, you know, you, you, imitation is, is what you do when you first start. You, you don't know what else to do. So I did that. Um, I started HVAC school about two and a half years ago as a podcast only, just sharing some of the training I was doing with my own staff. And it exploded. I mean, it just, it just caught fire. And which from is there, like... I don't think there's an audience for this. And then boom. Going from there's no audience to it to literally within my first three days, I had a thousand downloads. How in the world? Right. How does that even happen? Right. I was completely astonished. And so as soon as that did happen, I sort of like, okay, you know, like this is the, the saying and, you know, this is, a, this is a mild swear word that I don't think needs to be bleeped out. But it's, it's, you know, if it's not hell yes, then it's no. That's what I've always heard. And this was the first time that I had seen in my sort of, sort of social media career that it was a heck yes. We'll tone it down a little bit there. Thank you. Yeah. So, so it was a heck yes for the ear first time. Yeah, yeah, ear, ear okay. yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and so when I got that, it's sort of like, okay. So I leaned into it and I've been writing almost an article a day. Um, we have a YouTube channel now that just to throw some numbers, that's a good idea to scale. Over 16,000 um, subscribers on our YouTube channel, our website. Everything has just been getting crazy traffic. We got a Facebook group now with Facebook group has 24,000. Our Facebook page has 36,000. Unbelievable. I had no idea that there was this many people out there who were hungry for air conditioning and thermodynamics knowledge, right? Who knew? And so since that time, I've started a, a it's network. It's amazing to me things. that there wasn't something serving that already. There was nothing. Yeah. There how? Was nothing. how? Because, Somebody, I mean, they got to learn somehow. Yeah, how are they this learning? Is, because yeah, this like, is blue collar. I mean, you know, blue collar guys, I mean, let's right. face it. I wish there was more women in our trade, but it's mostly men. They don't get this stuff. But then when they heard it, and these are people who have window time. They're driving from call to call and they've got nothing to do other than listen to Shock Jock Radio. And now all of a sudden, there's something that actually speaks to their experience. Relates to what they're doing. Relates exactly yeah. to what they do every day. And it, gives, it, it legitimizes them. And since that time, we've just found a, a, a huge community of really awesome people. Yeah, it's, it's gone to the place where, you know, we got sponsors and, and it's, a, it's actually a source of revenue and, and all that stuff that I never would have expected. Yeah, don't gloss over that. Let's talk about that. What, I mean, there's, there's a source of revenue and yeah. this is not like a throwaway money. I mean, this is like serious... Yeah, I mean, most I, podcasters would be amazed to be able to, to yeah. get mean, I, to where you are. I make as mo- as much personally now doing the HVAC School podcast as I make as an owner of a um, ninety employee air conditioning business. Congrats! Yeah, it's 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 it's, it's humbling. I mean, I, when people used to, I used to hear people say it's humbling, and I used to think like that's that's dumb. It's not humbling. It's pridefuling, you know, whatever. But it really is humbling because. I'm so connected to the reality that I do not deserve it. It is not something that I have earned. 
It's something that, that I've been given, that I've been made a uh, steward of, and it's a beautiful thing, and it's good for a lot of people. But it didn't happen by accident. You've, no. you, were in, you were prepared, based on some of these other experiences, to use that in this specific example or this specific podcast, and it translated. It worked. Yeah, it did. And, and that is the, there's a reality that all of a sudden you, you're flailing for so long and you're like, yeah. is this working? Is that working? But then when it actually happens, there's no question. There's not a like, is this the right thing? It's like you've connected finally with the group of people who needed to hear what you had to say all along, who needed what, what God has given me to provide. Yeah. And that's a, it's just a, I don't know, whatever you want to call it, God, the universe, whatever you want to call it. It's all of those things that's come together and it's been beautiful. And it's, uh, and I got to say, yeah. it's a testament to you, Dan, Nick Loper, a lot of the people who are here right now um, who made that happen. Because without all these pieces that fell into place, it was Nick who had me go to the first meetup where I met you that had me go to a podcast movement in 2014. And those are all, you know, divine appointments is the way that I look at that. Oh, I certainly agree. You mentioned to me once that not only has these wonderful things that you just described have happened, but also because of the way that you're sharing knowledge and, and the people that are consuming that, you actually are getting like uh, these rock star employees now, people yeah. that are bending over backwards that want to work for your company. Yeah. You're like getting the pick of the, the litter, so to speak. Yeah, that's tell a me, really tell cool me about thing. That. Yeah, that's a really cool thing. And that's, I mean, that's amazing. And it's so great because now finally, you know, before when I did my business podcast or when I had, I had a web startup even before that, Everybody in my business would look at me like, you know, what's Brian doing? Is he wasting company money? Is he wasting time? You know, what's he doing? Whereas now everybody is on board, you know? Why, why is he hooking Jared up with a seven-day timeshare? Well, yeah, I mean, sure. I mean, yeah, there's those kind of questions. Which, and, thank you, but I don't regret any of that. I, don't, I, I regret none of that. But it's the sort of thing that most people don't understand. Whereas when all of a sudden they see that, holy cow, you know, like there's a guy who I'm working next to who wouldn't have been here if it wasn't for the HVAC School podcast. Now they see the value in it, and literally for the first time in my career, people are happy when I have my, uh, you know, when I'm when I have my on air light on my little podcast studio, you know, because they know that in doing that, not only am I benefiting a lot of people around the country, not only am I benefiting myself and my family, but I'm benefiting the company that I was so pleased to start. I so. mean, but folks who are listening to this are not all in Central Florida; they're in different places oh, that yeah. are saying, "Hey, I'm willing to come to Florida." Right. Yeah, I had a, I had a guy. I was just I'll tell the story of the, probably the best example of this. We had a guy who uh, moved down from Illinois. He wrote me this really kind email and said basically, you know, he wouldn't want to work anywhere else and he was willing to move down. And he even brought, a, he even brought his own vehicle down. You know, we bought his vehicle from him and he got to stay in his own van. It's just a crazy Cinderella story. So if, I don't think Jason Hines will ever hear this, but he's been such a blessing to our company and, and we don't deserve Jason. I mean, he's just a, he's a beautiful human being and an amazing worker. But how incredible that he, he found the show. And then yeah. he said, you know what? This is a company I believe in. I want to I work for this company. Yeah. yeah. And, and so now and we now get to hang out case. with these people. Yeah. And Fantastic. Yeah. There's another guy in South Florida who lives right down by, very near you, uh, lives in Stewart. And he's been a guest on the podcast a bunch of times. He's an expert. Brilliant, brilliant guy. And now he's working for us. It's incredible. It's great. I mean, it, it, yeah. And, and honestly, I've been very, I don't want to say afraid, but I've been very tentative to speak this stuff because it sounds, it can sound prideful to a lot of people. But what I want you to hear more than anything else is that it came from sticking to it and then finally hitting that point where people really were hungry to hear what it was that we had to offer. 
and then just providing it with joy and passion and all those things. Well, and it's, it's a good thing. Let's be honest, too. I mean, the, the podcast is free. You're not charging someone to hear that. You're sharing valuable insights from your own experience. It's a very giving effort. <laughs> so it's not a, uh, you know, hey, let me tell you, I'm Brian Orr. It never has been. Yeah. I think that's part of the reason people relate and have responded how they have because they know and trust. They trust you because you've treated it that, in that manner. You've approached it in, in, a, in a giving way. It's authenticity. Everybody says right. that. I mean, from 2014 to every single podcast movement, everybody talks authenticity. It's impossible Less to genuine fake authenticity. It. It, it is, yeah. And you, and you have to... You, that's how you have to be. And when you are that, then yes, you can have sponsors and nobody minds. You know, I... The Carrier Corporation is one of my biggest sponsors, and they have been from the very beginning. And there's a lot of people who hate the Carrier Corporation. Hate it. Hate them or not. Uh, <laughs> but but I'm, I'm saying this yeah. as, a, as an example, but they know that my relationship with that company is legitimate. They've been the brand that I've sold since the very beginning. I believe in the brand legitimately. I, I like the product. And so even if they don't like it, they get the fact that I'm not saying that because they're writing me a check. I'm saying it because it is, it is the truth. And I will never say something that isn't the truth. And, and they respect that. And I didn't expect that, frankly. I thought these are tradesmen. They are going to tear me apart. Literally, when I took Carrier on as a sponsor, I thought, and this is during the period of time when our president was ripping Carrier for moving jobs to Mexico and all the things that were going on, all the political stuff that was going on. I thought I was going to get torn apart. But the fact was that the authenticity shone through and I, I, I didn't get any pushback. I've never, I haven't had a single bit of pushback where somebody said, you're bought and sold or whatever the case may be. And, well, that, and that's just proof that a lot of the fears that we have associated with inauthenticity go away when you are being truly authentic. I'll say this, and I have no shame in this. I think one of the reasons these opportunities have opened up is, is absolutely the things that you've described. But it's also just, I believe that God's blessed you. You've yeah. You've honored him in the way you've done your business, the way you've handled situations, the way you've treated others. And I think the Lord has blessed you because of your being faithful and obedient and doing those things. Yeah. And I will. So I'll add to that to say that imperfection defines the way that all of us probably do most things. I have not been perfect in the way that I've run any of this. Jarza Clay has a song and one of the lines in that song is to have the faith of an empty hand. And the faith of the empty hand means that when you're doing things um, out, of a, uh, out of a love for God, out of a love for your fellow man, you're doing it recognizing that it's not yours. And it can be taken away from you at any time. And I can honestly say that's one thing that I've always felt about Kalos. It's how I feel about HVAC school. It is not mine. My health is not mine. My family is not mine. My resources are not mine. And anytime those things can be taken away. And when you do that, you have a freedom because now you don't have to hold on to what you have. You can do things abundantly. You can do things with love and passion that you wouldn't be able to do if you were trying to build your own kingdom. And while I've been completely imperfect in that and I have emotions just like everybody does and I get frustrated and when, and when the first guy started a podcast that was trying to copy mine, I got grouchy about it and maybe didn't treat him the way I was supposed to the first couple of days. We all do those sorts of things at time from time to time. Congratulations, you're human. Yeah, yep. absolutely. But at the end of the day, you, you sit down and you recognize, you know, this is really not about me and it never has been and it never will be, honestly. And I'm just, and I really am grateful. Thank you for that. Thank you for living the way that you live. <laughs> and that includes a wife and 10 children. <laughs> 10, 10 kids, yeah. And a new house that you've built kids. in the last year or so. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, no, it's all it's all amazing. You know, that, that, I think that's a question that my wife brings up to me all the time. It's like, how in the world does Leilani, your wife, and <laughs> Brian do what they do? Because that just seems so challenging. Yeah, you guys, uh, you guys handle yourselves and your family very well. It's not a challenge; it's a blessing. And Leilani posted this, I think, just yesterday on Facebook, and I forget exactly who we got this from. We didn't make this up, but when you live your life with gratefulness, it's impossible to be unhappy. And when you live your life with ungratefulness, it is impossible to be happy. Wow. So when you choose gratefulness, that's just how you live and things happen. You know, we have teenagers now, Jared. I mean, teenagers. So And, and your teenagers, I'm going to say it, they're very responsible. They're respectful. They're smart. They know how to do a lot of things like cooking and cleaning and I mean, things that should everybody know, but they're it's still just pretty, they're pretty still, exciting. They're still teenagers though, Jared. They so are still we, teenagers. We, we are going through. No, I mean, it's important to recognize. Like, like we right now, Leilani and I, a lot of the things that we thought about child rate rearing and, and discipline and all those things that we believe, they're all being come into question. You know, like you don't, everybody says that, you, you know, it's like the old Mike Tyson saying, you know, like everybody's got a plan until they get punched in the face. Fair, and fair having enough, teenagers yeah. is like getting punched in the face. I mean, anybody who's had them recognizes that. But even in that, being grateful for the fact that, you know, my oldest son, Alex, is almost 17 and he works and does his schoolwork diligently and, and loves his brothers and sisters. And he mouths off like, no, you wouldn't believe sometimes. He's a leader, but, though. But he's a, but, but he's a kid and we all were and I was and that's how it works. And when you get into that, if you are thankful, if you are grateful, then that becomes the defining characteristic of your life. And then joy and happiness are the defining characteristic of your life. And Leilani, much more than me, lives her life in that way. Not in perfection, but in gratefulness and in deference to the fact that we, we believe that we have a, a loving God who <laughs> makes all this work for us, brings all things together for good. So, Well, as a friend and someone that doesn't get to see you as often as I like, I mean, the, the Instagram posts, the you know, sharing on this podcast, I mean, it, it means a lot to me. I, I'm, I look up to you. I don't feel weird saying that. Brian, thank you for your example. Thank you. And once again, I want to end just by saying that if it wasn't for you, if it wasn't for Nick, if it wasn't for Dan, if it wasn't for the people who made Podcast Movement happen, who made that first meetup happen, I can guarantee you that I would not be here today. So recognize the full picture and that you're I'm grateful to hear that. I accept that. I'm sure I'll reject it as soon as we hit stop. <laughs> but for this podcast, I, I thank you. And you can drink <laughs> as much sweet tea as you want and it'll be okay Brian, Brian will forever right. let me... Uh, <laughs> Never let me live down the sweet tea or the iced tea story. Uh, Brian, uh, I don't know that we need final thoughts. I think we said it all. Yep. What do you think? I think that's it. <laughs> that's it, man. Congratulations right. on all the cool stuff. Yep. Bless you and everything you're doing, man. Yeah, God bless you too, man. Yep, thanks. thanks.